Hello, and thank you for listening to Splinters of a Broken Sun. While you are more than welcome to start here at the prologue, we would like to suggest a few alternatives to ensure that you get the best listening experience possible. The prologue was our very first time playing, or even chatting, together, and we are all very new to the world and the system. One of the players, Whiskey Whiskers, also leaves after the prologue, and a new player, Jason, brings a new character into the mix. The prologue is very much us exploring our characters and the Fate game system, and so is not necessarily the best introduction to our story or dynamic. If you want to hear the players finding their footing and testing out how they want their characters to act, you can always come back here later. To start at the beginning of the campaign story proper, begin with Chapter 1, Part 1. To start with our heroes taking their first steps as free folk and encountering the wider world outside of what they've always known, begin with Chapter 5, Part 1, The Revel of Velico. If you want to just skip ahead, Chapter 8, Part 3, Liminality, is a good jumping-on point as the characters go through some significant changes and the story takes a hard left. We also produce a side story from the antagonist's point of view, in Gub's service, with a different crew of players in a custom hack of the Dungeon World game system. We hope that you will start at the point that most appeals to you, and you can always go back if you have the desire to see how we got to where we are today. Again, thank you for giving our weird little show a chance. We know you'll grow to love our characters and the world in which they live. And now... On with the show. The sun is broken. The heart of Gov, the four-in-one savior, staggers through the sky, drenching the starving lands in burning light or plunging them into frozen night. The deserts drown fertile lands in sand and dust. All of this is our punishment for failing the covenant with the four-in-one, who saved us from the emergency nearly 300 years ago. When the sun stalls for minutes, hours, or days, some say that it is dying, and gov with it. Rumors on the wind, swiftly stilled by the brutal efficiency of the church. Twice before, fiery blessings fell from the sun, destroying the lands and peoples below. Nothing grows where these splinters of a broken sun touch the earth. Nothing but knowledge of the lore lost in the emergency for those who can claim these relics. It has been 30 years since the last splinter fell within the church's domain. The sun grows less stable, and the earth sweats and shivers, but life continues to find a way. It is the year Emergency Plus 260. Four youths, freshly out of general school and starting their apprenticeships, live together with their parent groups in a traditional quad. Their lives are like any others, hard but routine. There are no surprises in the church's domain. Three days a week, they work the fields or the fungus caverns. Three days a week, they learn their new trade. And one day a week, they go to the shrine in the center of town to receive Gub's blessing. Today is just another day. This meal is just another meal. And the sun outside of town is just in another stall. Soon it will move again, and time will resume, and life will continue its dreary crawl soon. Any minute now. It's dinner time, and as the four of you are eating, you look up at the sky where the sun has been stuck for the past several hours. It's hard to tell how many hours exactly, because time doesn't move when the sun doesn't. But any minute now, it's going to start moving again. Evening will come. And you'll go to bed and awake again in the morning to get back to your apprenticeships and learning how to be a proper adult. But until then, you may as well enjoy the meal. And the break. And speaking of breaks, it's just then that the sun makes a horrendous wrenching sound that can be heard all across the land. A type of sound that's only been heard twice before in history. The sound is so loud that you can feel it in your bones. The quad shakes. Animals scream and try to hide. Birds flap away. Some fall from the sky. 
The four of you see fire falling from the sun, crashing to the ground, not too far outside your village, completely devastating what was, until then, a hill. It's a splinter. And you know, if you manage to somehow get to it, oh, the places you could go. It would be worth a lot of money to the church, or to someone else if you so desired. But the question is, is it worth the risk? So here the four of you are, having dinner, and this historic event that none of you have witnessed before takes place, right in front of you. What are you going to do about it, if anything? Did you all see that? Oh my gosh, you're right! When opportunity knocks... Eh, leave it for the church. But a splinter? Outside our village? When opportunity knocks, a goat follows, yeah? Well, more like in this case, spot each other, but three goats. Four, if Doug would like to join. Yeah, come along. Wait a second, guys. Don't people get sick from splinters? Yes, I leave it to the church. Or is that just the story that the church tells us? Who cares? Now that you're making a decision, you start to see the town is locking down. The great walls that encircle your settlement are coming together, just as if there were an attack or some other type of horrifying event happening outside the city. Not like anything you've ever seen, but the gates, slowly, creakily, shaking off the rust of ages, start to slam shut. Your parents start to look out the windows, milling around, coming out. What's going on? Did you see that? What's happening? Is it a splinter? Oh my goodness, if it's like the last one. Oh, we should get the masks. Maybe we should get the masks. And they're being very busy. Some of them are coming over to check on you. Others are running for their caches inside their houses. The whole town is starting to wake up to what's just happened outside. Well, if we're going to go, the sooner the better. Dig starts slipping on his stilts and starting to prop himself up against the table so he can start walking. I'm going to fetch my mask and a pair of gloves. Yeah, someone grab me my mask. Emran oh. uh, runs okay. up the uh, homes and grabs everyone a, a mask. Uh, Hector sees you doing this. He's like, what are you doing, son? You should be getting inside. It's not safe out here. Yes, but um, uh, Keva says that one of the goats might be left outside the, the gates. And the guards? Oh. Well, you stay here. I'll go and alert them. And he heads for the gate of the quad, leaving you behind. And um, Emran looks down and ar- around the, the door of his house, expecting to see Faria. And, and if, if not, he'll, uh, he'll just sort of shake his head and then um, rush after the, the masks and everyone else's home. About half your parents are here right now. The other half are working. Got it. Okay. So I'll try to, if I can, I'd like to very carefully, not quickly, I'd like to quickly um, overcome being seen, if that's um, possible. That would be more of a stealthy thing, a sneaky thing, if you want to not be seen. But uh, right now people are distracted enough that it, Shouldn't be too hard to avoid being seen. So who are you trying to avoid being seen by? The other parents or? Yeah, definitely the other parents for right now. Okay. Well, I would say that they're distracted enough that they're not going to notice. So you don't need to roll for that. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll snatch up the masks and run back over to the, to the party. All right. You've got masks. Okay. Can I try and flashily get to the highest point using my stilts as quickly as possible? So I suppose flashy, but 
Uh, all right. So let's see. You want to you want to climb the walls of the quad, get up on the roof? Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe do a backflip up on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, that's going to be. Uh, that's an average difficulty for you because I'm sure you've done this before. So roll your flashy, and you want to get above a one. All right, Three. you do it. So tell us uh, what it looks like. Would you mind? <laughs> well, you said you wanted to do a backflip. So I'm going to say you've got your, your stilts on. I see. I thought you meant what I see, but yeah. So uh, I do a running jump, putting my foot, well, my stilts foot against a wall and uh, doing a backflip up onto the top of the roof. Okay, you land well, and uh, I assume that you do a little bow thing, and maybe the rest of you cheer. Of course. Yay! Emran does a golf clap. Just a small golf clap for me as well. And I was going to say, while Emran goes upstairs to fetch the masks, Mm -hmm. uh, is there a way I can get a better view of the gate from either a window or a door? The one they're closing right now? Uh, yeah, you'd have to get up to a window, but you could probably just go into your side of the quad. Can I give him a hand up using uh, my there third stump? Uh, you want to bring her up to the roof? Yeah, that'd be good. We could totally do a human ladder. How many of you want to get to the roof? Emran is scared of heights. All right, well, keeping in mind also that jumping up on the roof might draw the attention of the parents. Well, Keva, Keva would probably just be helping. Like, she doesn't care about seeing it that much. So she could just be like one of the footholds or whatever okay. for Maeve. All right. So you want to help Maeve get up onto the roof and uh, Deg's also helping pull her up. Okay, well that's that's a I think well enough planned out thing. You don't need to you don't need to overcome for that. That just happens. So uh, Maeve, they pull you up onto the roof. You're up there. You and Deg can both see uh, the town pretty well. There aren't any many tall buildings other than the church itself, the shrine rather. Uh, so you can see the gate. It's just about closed. Um, upon seeing it, almost. Like getting close to being shut, Emma just sort of shouts a bit frustrated, not really making a word, gestures at the gate and breaks into a sprint. Okay. Keva will follow. Now, the gate is, uh, it's not close. The chances of you getting there by sprinting are low. You might need to find another way to get over those walls, or under them, or through them. Only someone really tall with sort of height implements is around. Well, he's already on the wall, though. He's on the wall of your quad. The quad's not attached to the walls of the city. Does the quad Uh, have roof? Can I go from roof to roof until I reach the wall? Uh, You probably could. It might be dangerous, uh, and how are you going to get okay, the other three out with you? I have three stilts, so would one would it be <laughs> would a roof be a stilt length apart from each other? Oh, you'd probably have to do some jumping, and the quads are a little bit outside of the town proper. So essentially you're in the, think of the town as a series of concentric circles. In the middle, there's the shrine. It's the tallest point. And then moving out from there, you have the wealthy neighborhoods, the middle class neighborhoods, the less wealthy neighborhoods. And then at the edges, you have the quads. Because children aren't allowed to be running around in the town until they've, uh, you know, completed their apprenticeships. Oh. Well, actually, until they've started their apprenticeships, which is why, you know, you have the freedom of the town now, but you're you're still not supposed to be out there after dark. Not that it's dark yet, but it's getting there. The sun's really moving now. Does Hector or Faria have a mule or a horse? 
There are no animals of that size in this world. Oh, that's right. There's mm. you. You guys. You have a goat in your yard, and you have a dog. Is it possible that um, someone could move like a barrel against one of the outer walls, and then we could climb up? You might be able to reach it. You might need. To- I was going to say. Uh, while I'm up on the roof, I would like to carefully survey the commotion as best I can and see if I can maybe notice um, a gap or section where there aren't as many people running around the gate or wall. Sounds like you're trying to create an advantage. Uh, so you're trying to find a place around the wall that's not as busy or that's less uh, peopled right now, yes? Is that what Maeve is trying to do? Uh, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. So to try and find a part of the gate that doesn't have anyone there, uh, you're going to need to make a, let's say you're, you've got the height advantage, uh, you're, you know the town pretty well, let's say that's an average check. So an average, create an advantage, and the advantage you're trying to create is um, a quiet spot by the wall. Would that be uh, the careful dice then? Yeah. Gotcha. Let's see how that one goes. Okay. That didn't quite work out. Um, You got a negative one. You needed a plus one. There are a couple ways you can deal with this. I'm sure maybe you remember them. You know what? I think I'll go ahead and spend the fate point to try that one again. Okay. So give it a shot. And subtract a fate point from your total. That's a much better result. So you uh, you find a quiet spot by the wall, and that's uh, uh, an advantage now that you can get two free invocations on. And it could be either you or an ally that uses that uh, quiet spot by the wall advantage. Do you want to both try and get over there, and I'll help you up over the wall? I was going to say, um, I might give that... Um invocation to Emrin, since he's probably the strongest one out of all of us, to maybe see if he can quietly drag a barrel over or something. Okay. Hmm. And then Deg or uh, Maeve can help pull us two people on the ground up. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um, if we do get to the wall and it closes before we're able to... Um, get through, then I'll, I'll definitely look for a crate or barrel or even a cart and uh, not probably not a cart, but I'll, I'll push something against the wall to see if the bestilted, uh, our bestilted friend can get us over. Okay. So you're trying to create an advantage as well. You want to find an empty cart. Yes. All right. And how are you looking for that? Um, I don't think I'm going to be quiet about it. Okay, if you're not quiet about it, the guards on the wall might notice. That's what fate points are for. All right, so let's think about what approach you're going to use to try and find an empty cart. Are you just going to grab it from somebody walking by? Are you going to try and find one that's lying around? I think I'll be careful. I'll carefully look for one that is unattended. Okay. Now you can use a free invocation on that quiet spot thing. Uh, because that's around where you're looking. So that'll, mm-hmm. you can either, once it's done, add plus two or re-roll, depending on what we, how it works. So to find an empty cart there, I would say that that is an average check as well, because people are running around, they might be abandoning their carts, or there could be a broken one okay. nearby. Then here we go. Okay, you did it. You don't even need sure. to use an invocation on it. You find, uh, you find a broken cart, I'm going to say, because you just got a regular success, the cart is it's a little busted. It doesn't look like the sturdiest cart, so it might be difficult to get it over to the wall. You might okay. need to be a little forceful about it. Then, um, hmm. And someone can help you, too. You can team up in this system. Okay. Um, if, I mean, whoever would like to help me push it, I'm just going to... At this point, I've secured the cart. We're by the wall. 
If I fail with the forceful, I might just bust it, and the guards will definitely notice. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so, just to get this straight, Keva and Emrin are both still on the ground. So, Keva could totally be there, like, Oh, I'll help you, Emrin! Yep. And I'm already trying to push it myself, like, Thank you! Okay. No problem! So how teamwork works here is uh, you basically you just add plus one to your roll. Alrighty. So you're doing a forceful overcome action here. Alright, let's go. Forceful overcome. The, uh, I need an average for this because it is broken and it is loud. Alright, you so did it. You're able to push the cart over towards the wall while the guards aren't looking, and now you've got a bit of a ramp there. Now, what are the rest of you going to do? Emrin's been pulling his weight. Since I've still got the high ground, I'm cough Anakin, I would like to survey and see if there are any maybe animals still in a pen or strapped to something that I could release to kind of give us a bit of a distraction while we go over the wall. Okay, so you want to create an advantage there as well. Um, okay, and you want to do that carefully or cleverly, was it? I think cleverly, since this is probably more improvised than uh, the previous surveying. Okay. So to find and release some livestock, maybe uh, open up a chicken coop or something, without drawing attention to yourself, is going to need a good roll. That's a plus three. Hey, and you got it. Okay, so what what are what are the uh, how does this work for you? What happens? I'm gonna notice a um, small pen of chickens that are obviously distraught by all the commotion, and while everyone is running around, I'm going to slip off uh, the roof best I can and kind of slink by quietly and just unleash the fowl. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the chickens are duly released and they start squawking out in the streets like <laughs> and people are turning towards them like, oh, what's going on? That the chicken who let the chickens out? And they're like, oh now we have to get these chickens. They're gonna they're gonna get poop all over the streets. We gotta hurry up. And so people start turning to deal with the chickens. Uh I would also like to note that I make my escape doing the Zoidberg walk while mouthing whoop, whoop, whoop. I would like to okay. note that later, if we have a side quest where we get all the chickens and put them back in the pen, I will be, uh, oh, I don't know, excited. Okay. Oh, right. One, two, four on them. And, yeah. Okay, so is it time anyway. to go over the wall? You've created, you've created so three can advantages I use that here. As an invocation to add two and try and flashily run across um, the roofs without being seen. Yeah, you can. Uh, if yeah, if Maeve's okay with that, you can use that as a distraction to get over there. Go for it. Okay, so that's going to be a quick. Uh, a quick approach you're making, trying to get over there quickly, or is it going to be sneaky? Which way are you doing it? Oh, you've already done quick. Uh, so, which one of these rolls am I looking at? So, second one. I did flashy first, which would have been a very good roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, it is and going across the roofs. <laughs> you've added that plus two to it already, I see? or No, I haven't. Okay, so in total That's you'll have a three, which will be just enough to get you over there. Um, and I'll remove that distracted people aspect. All right, so you're all over by the wall now. And there's a cart leaned up against it. It looks like if you are able to you know, parkour it well enough, at least Deg will be able to get up there with his stilts. Do you have something you can use to help other people get up? Uh, I can still stand on two stilts and use my third one as a sort of stick to help people 
pull them up. That would require a bit of foresight, I reckon. Yeah, most likely. All right. Uh, so what order do you all want to get up on the wall? Um, if I can get on top, I'm strong enough to help um, hoist people over. Okay. So most likely, well, I mean, Deg's probably going to have to get up there first. Sure. Um, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get up there? Uh, so I'm on a roof. How high would the wall be from the next roof across? Uh, it is higher, so it, it might be difficult. You're, it would be easier mm. for you to use the cart to get up than it would be to jump from a rooftop to the wall. Ah, cool. That's cool. Uh, I'll do a running jump off that onto the wall. <laughs> Try and get up using stilts. <laughs> okay. So flashy, I'd say. Would that be? Uh, you know, you could be flashy, but I don't know. That, that might people might notice. There are still guards patrolling As they up should, there. Should because I'm doing a really cool move. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the guards to notice, then you. Oh no. Clever okay. or careful might work. Well, we've yeah, got to... definitely gonna be, have to be flashy, and I'm gonna uh, re-roll that with a fate point, I guess. Okay, you can do that. I like to imagine the free Willy theme as he's jumping. <laughs> Same. So you'll just need an average for this, which you got. Okay. Um, and you're able to get up onto the top of the wall. Now, you okay. still have the empty cart and two invocations on a quiet spot by the wall. So that's three free invocations um, for the rest of you to help get up. Emran, you wanted to get up next? Yep. Okay, so Deg is going to be helping you, I assume. So that's going to be a plus one to your roll. Yep. Um, but you don't have stilts. You're still going to have to jump for it. So to get up on the wall, you're going to have to make a good roll. Uh, what are we talking here? Well, how are you doing it? Um, are there handholds, potentially? No. Oh, it's it's rather sheer. Okay. Um, just like I've seen the, um, potentially like I've seen the militia training doing um, something vaguely Olympian, I'm just going to attempt to recreate exactly what Deng did just without stilts and hope for the best. But I'm going to You'll uh, never rely, <laughs> I'm going to rely on my uh, my musculature rather than um, stilts. So you're just going to try and jump really high and grab the stilt that he's offering? Yes. That All is. Right, so, yeah, that's a forceful <laughs> approach. Okay. Give it a shot. Now, ladies and gentlemen, will he stick the landing? Yes, he does. Okay, so you're oh, able to uh, you're able to leap up there. And you grab the stilt, and uh, are you just going to dangle there, or you want to climb the rest of the way up? Please don't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to dangle and try and um, catch people. I'm going to uh, climb the rest of the way up. Okay, uh, we'll say I'll that then you hand you my stick, and you can you know put it down further and pick people up. Now, um, Emron's Emron's a pretty big guy, right? Um, yes, fairly large for yeah. his age. He's the, he's the strongest boy in the village, I guess, right? I sure am. All right. Well, uh, it, it's going to be a little difficult for Deg to pull you up because Deg is not, Deg is not very strong. So, <laughs> Deg, you're going to have to do a forceful action here. To try oh. and pull Emran pack up. It's going to take you... Uh, you're going to need to like do having... a fair roll to pull him up without falling off or drawing too much attention or dropping him. Is that good enough? Is it two or more? No! <laughs> it's not, but you do have those invocations. It's a quiet spot by the wall, so you can maybe take advantage of that and add a plus two. We'll do that. No guard saw because it was a quiet spot. Okay. I like to think that during this, Keva and Maeve are just sort of like, so, uh, what's new with you? 
We're pulling off Olympian grade stunts over here. With style. Alright, so Deg and uh Emrin are now on top of the wall. That leaves Keva hey. and Maeve. I draw an eight for them in the dirt. An eight? I'm scoring yeah, their elusive tactics. Oh, okay. Keva's got like an upside down ten or something. Like uh she's, you know, very supportive, but uh, I don't know, she's not exactly like knows how this grading thing goes. <laughs> it's very enthusiastic about it. Okay, so how are uh, Keva and Maeve going to get up there? I'll usher Keva to go next. I'll just kind of, like, press myself against the wall and just keep an eye on the situation. Okay. In case another opportunity to cause some mayhem presents itself. Sounds good. I'd like to also point out that we probably have had uh, Jolly the goat following us the whole time. Just his head or her head going back and forth watching us and, and all that. And, you know, just hanging out. So uh, anyway, Kevin will be like, okay, Jolly, whatever. You stay here. And then uh, she'll climb up and, um, I guess, carefully jump and put her arms out to try to grab Emrin and Deg's hands. Yeah, okay. Emrin is going to, um, it, with permission, of course, Emrin will take the third stilt and um, will have a an easier time of lifting the rest of the folks. Definitely. Yep. Okay, so you're going to have to make a good roll for that. Well, actually, you're jumping carefully, right? Yes. Well, that's not how one normally jumps. Um, so if you're going to try and do a careful jump, it's actually going to be more difficult for you. So you'll need to make a I, great roll. Oh, no. Should I do forceful then? That's <laughs> your call. I guess I have to make my bed in line with it. Uh, I guess I'll do forceful then. She's going right. to take like a really uh, a little bit of a run and then leap up. Okay. So do I add anything or I'm just rolling? You're just rolling forceful overcome right now, and then we'll decide if you want to add anything after. All right, you might want to add something to that. Uh, so you, you're leaping up, and you know you're having a bit of a difficult time reaching the the bottom of those stilts. Like they're not quite far enough down for you to reach with that jump. You could maybe. Does um, she get plus one for me helping? Well, I think right now, because she's she's jumping up, you've already got the stilts down there. So that's the help that you're providing. But there's only so far you All can right. stretch, right? True. Um, so you could maybe do something with the cart to give yourself extra height, or you could try and take advantage of this being a quiet spot in some way to help you get up there. You still, there are still free invocations on those two aspects. Hmm. So she doesn't make it, and, and she kind of curses under her breath, like, oh, guff's thumbs. And then um, she kind of takes a step back and looks, and, um, you know, kind of looks both ways, and is like, okay, well, um, I'm, I'm really going to give it a another go, I guess. If I'm allowed to. Or she's allowed to. Essentially how this works is you say, I'm going to invoke this aspect, and then that just adds two to your roll, or you re-roll. Adding two would be easiest here. So, she invokes um, just all the times she had to jump up and climb, thinking about um, jumping up and climbing up after the others because she's short and needs to get to a tall uh, shelf. Okay. And, all right, so are you going to use the cart aspect or the quiet aspect? Or are you using one of your other aspects here? Hold on one second. I'm trying to figure this out. 
So the easiest way might be that because the cart is higher, you get plus two because that allowed your jump to be higher. Yeah. You could get to a higher spot on the cart, or you could take a broken part of the cart and add it to the top to give yourself extra height. Yeah, she'll definitely just be like, oh, okay, so let me get this uh, stool or, like, move this, move from the flat part to the step. Okay, so you carry that up, and that gives you the extra height you need. You leap up, you grab those, uh, you grab those stilts, and now Deg and Emrin, you have to, you have to pull her up. So that's going to be a forceful overcome, same as last time. You'll need a, a good roll for that. But nope. uh, I'm guessing Emrin's going to take the lead on this, so you just take a plus one from Deg being there. Perfect. No quips about my weight, please. Wouldn't they? Emrin buttons his lip. That's not quite there. Uh, did you add the plus one? Mostly, um, no, that would make it a three. Yeah. All right. So with uh, with Deg's help, you're able to pull Keva up. Uh, it's a little undignified, but you make it to the top of the wall with her. Thank goodness that Maeve is the only one at the bottom. Speaking of which... I'm going to give uh, the goat a small pet and say, that'll do, goat. That'll do. The goat looks up at you and and bleats. It's pretty cute. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. (laughs) Indeed, I bleat. So how are you going to reach these stilts? I think I'll just... Hmm. I may uh, repeat Keva's first attempt and just get a bit of a running start and just jump. Okay. Let's give it a shot. That'll be a forceful overcome, and you need a, a, a good roll, a three. All right, here goes. Oh, wow. That's not quite what we needed. Um, so that's a negative two, which is somewhat lower than the plus three we needed. Uh, but there is that free invocation on the wall being quiet that you could use here somehow to re-roll, perhaps. You stub your toe really forcefully, you cry out and everyone hears you. (laughs) I think I'll use my second fate point for that one. Well, if, uh... There's a free invoke on the quiet spot aspect, so you don't have to spend a fate point on a free invocation. Okay. Then I'll go ahead and spend uh, our last invocation then. Okay. And how do you use that? How do you take advantage of the quietness of this area? The same thing happens, but no one's around to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, uh... I'll just t- I'll take a quick double take and make sure that nobody's in the immediate area and maybe try to stack another broken part of the wagon on top. Okay. So there's still no one around for now, and you do that, and now you get to re-roll that forceful overcome. Eat a stanima potion. Stanima potion. All right. Uh, so... It didn't quite work. We have a couple options here. You can accept the failure, which will have uh, its own its own uh, outcomes, of course. You can succeed at a serious cost, or you can invoke one of your own aspects. I was going to ask, uh, how would it work for me to invoke one of my aspects? Well... You would spend a fate point, and you would tell me how one of your three aspects that you have here will help you get up this wall. Okay, I'll go ahead and spend the fate point to invoke my if you have the will, you make the way aspect. Good idea. I, I will channel my inner uh, Aaron Yeager, because I must see what is beyond these walls. Hmm. 
Well, well said. And now, I will just... Oop. One of you on top of the wall. There are enough of you on top of the wall now that you could maybe help out in some way. Maybe one of you could hold the other's legs and then give him some extra length on the, on the, uh, on the still that way, or... Yes. I, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll turn to Deg and say, do you trust me to hold your legs? Not at all. <laughs> Perfect. We're going to go ahead with this. Neat. And I just, I grab your legs. While okay. I'm still in stilts or am I? Okay. So the two of you, you're trying to create an advantage for Maeve. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is kind of a, I guess, a forceful action that you're doing. So you're trying to create a human chain there. So um, let's go ahead and give that a roll at a fair difficulty. Because this is not the safest thing you've ever done. Um, is that Dagger or myself? Well, I would say um, Emran's the one doing the dangling here. So you should probably run the roll the forceful create a, an advantage action here. Okay. While all this is happening, Keva's kind of just keeping an eye on where the splinter fell, just to make sure that nothing bad is happening, or, you know, just okay. keeping an eye on it. All right, so you've you've created an advantage, and I'll just call that human chain. Hey. Now, there's a free invocation on that for Maeve. Uh, if she's having any difficulty making her roll this time. Third time's the charm. Here's hoping. All right. Um, So are you going to use that free invocation to re-roll or to add? Well, you pretty much have to re-roll at this point. Yeah, I'll go ahead and re-roll. Wow. (laughs) Oh no! We leave you down the bottom of the wall. <laughs> okay, it's been long enough now that, uh, and it's no longer a quiet spot. People are starting to notice what's happening over here. Um, so a couple Jesus. of villagers turn and look towards the wall, and they see. Wait a minute! What's that? What's that girl doing? Who put that cart there? We're supposed to be locking the town down. What's going on? Uh, Keva, you can see. You can easily see where the splinter has landed. Uh, it looks like it's, you know, maybe six or so kilometers out. That's where they're, you know, they used to call it. Um, old round top, a little local hill used to be. Uh, you've never been out there, of course, because you're not allowed out of the town. But Oh, so she never got to go sand sledding there? No, not yet. But you can you can see where it is, and you can see nobody's going there, obviously, because that's protocol is to keep the heck away from it. But there's, uh, you know, you can see little fires around the impact point. It doesn't seem as bad as, as what you read about and learned about in school, you know. But it is, I mean, there did used to be a hill there, and, and there isn't any more. Up on top of the wall, uh, one of the guards that you can see off in the distance turns and starts walking towards where you are. You don't know if the guard's seen you yet, but their patrol is now bringing them towards you. The first thing that pops into Keva's head is, okay, if he asks what we're doing, it's, oh, we want to just watch it, you know? You never get to see a shard fall from the sun before, so, you know, we want to see the church come collect it. So you're you're planning how you're going to lie to this guard, and what are the rest of you doing here? So you're you're still dangling Deg over the edge. I sure am. Okay. Please pull me up. Um. So it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that if you are really risky with what you do here, the three of you could work together to make a slightly longer human chain, which would make it so Maeve can get up without having to succeed at a jump that seems to be beyond what she can do right now. But it'll be very dangerous for all of you. Impressive thing to see? Oh, it'll be very impressive. Oh, so impressive that someone might say it was flashy? Part of it could be. I will beat it. Swing my body against the wall. 
So like a trapeze artist. All right. So you're going to, what do the three of you want to do to help Maeve get up there? Um, but before we go for that, I want to ask, how obedient is Jolly the Goat? Have you ever seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney movie? Yes. That Jolly. That, like, pretty obedient. So would my flashy add an advantage to any, sort of create an advantage by acting as a trapeze artist? Yeah, all right. So you're going you're gonna to start swinging. There's still yeah. the issue of height, but um, maybe if we get maybe you can... if you get Maeve to stand on top of the cart and you get Emrin to sort of dip you down a little bit lower, maybe Kevic and sit on his legs or something, that might give you the height that you need to grab Maeve and fish her up there. Yeah, she could do that. Perfect. Okay. So um, we're going to add plus one to that roll from each of you that is helping, and that will bring us up to a plus four, which succeeds with style in this thing, meaning that we now have the uh, situation aspect here. We'll just call it human trapeze. And um, Wonderful. Are you trying to grab Maeve, or is Maeve trying to jump to you at this point? Let's grab Maeve. Right. Oh, I've got Maeve. <laughs> Okay, so Dag, this is a this is still a pretty this is a quick thing that you're trying to do here. You're trying to grab her um, as you swing by, and she's like she's going to jump. You're going to swing by and grab her at the at the uh, top of your arc, as it were. So we're going to use that to make a overcome roll. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, and this is a very difficult thing, so it's going to need to be superb. And oh oh you made a roll. Okay. So you've got a four. You need one more, so you might need to invoke Would my that aspect. advantage from the flashy. Oh, if yeah. you use your free invocation on that human trapeze aspect, then yeah, that would bring you up to a six and you'd succeed. Cool. That's what I'll do. Okay. Perfect. You swing down, now Maeve leaps, you grab Maeve, and you all swing back up to the top of the wall. The guard's still coming though. Momentous. Yeah, I mean, you all kind of land in a pile at the top of the wall, but you're all up there now. And you can see the guards coming. They'll be here in a minute. Great work, everyone. Now, if we're going to go to the shard, we have to jump off the wall now. <sighs> okay. Dag, we I should consider a life in the circus. All right, so th- your plan is jump off the wall? Could we prop? one of the stilts against the wall and just kind of use it as a fireman pole? You could try. It won't reach all the way down, but it, uh, it might make things a little easier. You do that, then? Would that be a... What would that add to a roll? Well, uh, it's going to make... It's going to lower the difficulty of the roll here. Uh, it'll bring it down to... You'll need a fair overcome action of some sort to get yourself down to the ground. Well, you know what mine's going to be. I'm going to swing down off my... Because it's got a seat on the top of the thing. I'm going to sit on that and ride it all the way down. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, like, uh, so- I, might, I might suggest that you want... Okay, well... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the failure is, I'm taking the failure. Oh. Okay. Uh, so you land on the ground, and uh, it's not pretty. And Damn right. Yeah, I mean, you get to the ground there, and you get hurt. So you're going to take two stress. Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. Dag, right. how many fingers am I holding up? Two, apparently. Two stress. <laughs> you want to check off your two stress box on your character sheet there. Okay. And the rest of you, how do you want to go about getting down there? Deg, I don't think we're going to make it in the circus anymore. I still might. They need a clown. 
Um, Go ahead. Oh, in the circus, can I be the lion tamer or goat tamer? Odd luck. I don't see why not. And then I'm um, chuckling heartily at the, the picture of Deg the Bastilted Clown. Um, Emran just jumps off the wall like a madman. Fully okay. thinking it's a good idea. All right. So I'll be uh, just seeing what happened to me. <laughs> it'll be either a forceful or a quick overcome, depending on how you're planning to land. If you I, want to uh, do a cool, like, roll, that'll be quick. If you're going to just do a superhero landing, that'll be forceful. No, I don't I don't want to blow up my knees, but I, I'm definitely just going to... Um, just going to hope that uh, I land I land fine. I'm just going to be a superhuman. Okay, give it a shot. Let's go! Yeah! All right, you do it. You land very nicely. Um, the sort of the, the sand out there... Well, it's not sand out here yet it's uh you're still in the the tundra area so the the dust puffs up around you it's very dramatic it looks great can you uh, put my shoulder back in oh yeah sure sure sure. Uh, this is going on is there any way i can sort of command uh jolly the goat to maybe intercept the incoming guards well jolly's at the bottom of the wall so uh i don't think she'd be able to get up to the top of the wall to intercept the guards. Oh, the guards are on the wall. Yeah. Yes. Um, Emran looks up. I'll catch you! Please don't jump on me. I think I'll try to get down carefully. Like, okay. maybe just hang off the ledge and then You're drop if I can't find any footholds. Climb down the stilt that you've hooked on there and then try to just as carefully as possible land? Yes, even putting my gloves on to make sure I don't get splinters. Okay, give it a shot. You'll need a you'll need still a plus two there to succeed on your overcome roll. Oh wow! Doesn't doesn't quite seem to have worked out for you there. Um. Okay. Do you want to do anything about that, or do you want to just accept a consequence for it? I think I'll just accept the consequence. Just hug the pole and just slide down. Okay. We're going to put a minor consequence on you. And we're going to say the minor consequence is that you have dislocated your shoulder. Oh no, should have gone for camp with this. <laughs> so under consequences, you click add, and it'll be mild, and you just type in dislocated shoulder. Oh no! And uh, Emran just cringes with the audible uh, separation of the shoulder. Bit of a pop there, yeah. Ugh. So you land hard on your shoulder. You feel it separate. Um, Emran, it hurts a lot. Uh, the seat I'll do one of those like white noise screeches <laughs> where no noise comes out. <laughs> so Maeve's not looking in good shape. Uh, Keva, you're still up there, and the guard is nearing. They may not have seen you yet, but they'll be here in about 30 seconds. Okay, so uh, Keva is a little bit um, panicked now because, you know, her her girl just got hurt and um, they're about to come down on her. So she's going to quickly jump and, and try to do like a, a roll into the dusty ground. Okay. Emran, did you want to try and catch her or? I would love to stop having my friends get hurt. So yes, I would love to try and catch her. Okay, so add a one to your roll because uh, he'll be trying to help you out. I think I got that. All right. oh. so, with an extra one there, you're still one away from succeeding at that overcome action. You want to use a, a fate point or do you want to take a consequence? Um, hmm. I guess a fate point because I haven't used one this session yet. Okay, you're gonna re-roll, or if you just add two, you succeed. Uh, I'll just add two. Do All one. right. Yeah. So you uh you quickly leap off the wall, 
you fall down and it's exhilarating, you know, the air rushing past, pulling your braid up behind you, and then you land on Emrin. And uh <laughs> he he's kinda half catches you. And you both <laughs> fall over. Oh gosh. You know, that would have been romantic if uh you know different circumstances. I think you're sitting on my coins. Sorry. And, and he takes yeah, off a literal coin person. She like rolls off and it is quickly brushing it off because yeah. Brushing herself off. Too dusty, too dusty. I'll draw a seven in the ground with my shoe. <laughs> Alright, the guard passes on the wall above, uh, but fortunately that guard is looking inwards because they're trying to seal people into the city. And they weren't really expecting anyone to be uh frankly dumb enough to jump over the wall and run towards a Splinter's Impact site. But here we are. I did it for the XP. Alright, good. You're over the wall. We're going to call that the end of a scene. So if you have any stress, you can clear that because you're probably going to take a minute to rest against the wall before you head out, right? Oh, that's my vote. Uh, if you if you have a minor consequence, you can take an action to try and deal with it or get someone else to help you with it. Would I have the, the, the know-how to try and fashion a, a sling for my shoulder with my cloak or something? You're an apothecary's apprentice, right? So, yeah. Just get Emran to bang it back in. That'll be the one time that I crit fail. You could combine both of those things, and that would, uh, you know, he could be helping you out, and you could be fashioning a sling to help your arm rest and recover. Keva could give you some cheese. (laughs) I mean, it's just like... um, repositioning a shoulder in real life. Like, I can pop it back in. It's still going to hurt. Would I be able to coach him on how to pop it back in? Properly? Because I don't know. Let's let's do a little little scene of that. How does that go? I think I would just brace myself against a wall and I I guess kind of just coach him to, like, how he should pop it back in. So I twist it up and to the right? Yes? I, I actually don't know. Oh, no, that's Emran asking. We'll say that's what you have to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so you need to hit an average on overcome action there. Okay. Hey, Maeve, and this sounds I- like Maeve is being clever about it. Would I roll the clever die then? Yeah. Hey, Maeve. Bite onto this uh, piece of cloth, just in case, you know, you scream. Oh, wow. <laughs> With style. Oh, my gosh. Maeve Yay. has rolled a seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you succeed with style. Your, your, your shoulder feels just as good as new. Noise. Okay. Broken? Did I break it? Are you Okay. No, I'm fine. Thank you. I'll give him a pat on the shoulder and then just do, we'll do one of those uh, lame PE exercises where you extend your arm and move it in a circle. Yeah. All right. And so uh, you succeeded with style there. So you get a temporary boost. Uh, I'm going to say what happens here is that like the adrenaline has really uh, given you a a surge of energy here. So I was going to put a, a boost on yourself. That's a temporary aspect of energetic, a boost that you have. So you can invoke that in the next scene if you want. Okay. Uh, would I be able to remove the mild consequence now? Yes. Uh, and because you took a mild consequence in that scene, you get a fate point. Okay. Right, we're recovering. The dice swords just had to put me through a bit of a trial. <laughs> and Dag, uh, you cleared your stress track there? Yep. All right. 
So you've made it over the wall. You're taking a quick rest, uh, patching up your scratches and your, your dents and bruises there. And uh, as you look out across the step here, you can see there's, there's smoke and stuff rising into the sky from where you, that hill used to be. Um, you look to your left, you look to your right, and far, far down to the right on the wall, you see some other people. You're not alone out here. Someone else, presumably, has made it over the wall. Maybe they have the same intentions as you, maybe they don't. And you can't tell who it is from this far away, but it could be a race at this point. Stranger danger. I don't expect they have the banner of Gov. You probably don't want to be flying a banner anyway. That's I invoke uh, my herd-like mentality, or my easily led, and I go over as happy as I can, because being in a flock is really good. You, you want to head over to the, the other group? Yeah, before anyone else has even seen them, I'm heading off over in their direction. All right, so you head off over there. Um, you've just compelled one of your aspects against yourself, so at the end of this scene, you'll get a fate point for that. And, uh, yeah. As you all look around, you're talking to each other, and suddenly you see Deg has set off towards these figures in the distance. Can we invoke a bond now? Well, we haven't set those up yet, but you can, you can try and talk to him about it. Uh, hey, Deg, where are you going? Oh, you know, just those people over there. Just thought, uh, you know, it'd be better to have more people. It'd be safer. Right? <laughs> Our other people. And, and she's just kind of like, uh, guys, do you see the other people over there? Yeah, yeah, they are, they are there. Definitely there. I would like to. I'm a lot taller, so I might be able to see further over the horizon, I guess. Yeah, you can all see them. Emin sure. uh, does um, a double take at Keva. Oh, I think I know what you're getting at. Deg, you remember that time when you approached um, you approached those men by the bar when we were walking through town after after our masters let us out? Yeah. Remember how that went? Oh, pretty well, you know. Just had to you know, kick someone with my stilts. Yeah, it was all right. You remember what happened to me? Well, yeah, but yeah, getting roughed up. What's yeah. <laughs> that's what we do for each other? Yeah, we're a flock. I, I personally would not like to be uh, beaten again. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah, but do you want to? Maybe they've got some stuff to protect us from this uh, from the splinter. Or maybe they're excommunicated. Let's be honest, this could end in death. Yeah, and I was the one saying not to go at all. <laughs> Emran goes a bit pale. In the spirit of Dale Gribble, I would like to fill my two pockets with sand in case a situation arises. Sure. Pockets. You got sand in your pocket? Uh, okay, so, uh, Deg, are you convinced by this argument, or do you still want to go over there? Oh, I'd definitely still go over there. There's a lot more to gain from having friends than lose. Okay, so Deg is still heading over there. Um, the others of you, maybe you're trying to convince him, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, are you trying to convince him... Let's see. So you're using you're using facts and and stories here, uh, rather than trying to be charismatic about it. So uh, we're going to do an opposed role here. We're going to do a little contest. So Deg, uh, you have you have the desire to go over there, right? So your your goal is to go over there and introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, you're not trying to sneak. You're just heading right over there. Yep, completely in the open. 
Okay. And the rest of you, you're either going to need to roll a clever or flashy um, overcome action. And Deg, you're going to have to do the same to resist the power of their logic or charisma. So clever or flashy? Whichever. Are you, if you're trying to ignore their advice by being like, I don't need to listen to them, I'm too cool, then it would be flashy. If it's, I don't need to listen to them because ah, so I know I'm right, clever. then it's clever. And for, um, okay, so you've rolled a zero. Yeah. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right um, it made to roll. <laughs> yeah, who's who's trying to convince? Is it? Uh... I think Keva is going to because she's the team parent. Okay. Ooh. So you're being clever about this? Yeah. Okay, so give it an overcome roll with your clever approach. You've also rolled a zero. <laughs> oh, no. So, so far you've tied, unless one or the other of you wants to use a fate point. Seeing as you said you're a team parent, that would give plus two, I would say, as a invoke on your uh, aspect. Yeah, it is one of my aspects. Okay, you're going to do that? Yeah. Okay, so you use a fate point and you invoke your team parent. What does that sound like? Dig. You know, if you go over there, I'm just not going to be happy with you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not the disappointment. The worst. I no. sheepishly pull back into line. Or goatishly. Huh? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're... You're not going to go over and see what those people are up to. They may or may not have noticed you. You don't know. But we're going to... Uh, that's basically the end of that scene. So if you received a fate point during this one, you can add it to your total. And we're just going to take a quick break here. Thank you for joining us for the very first session of Splinters of a Broken Sun, an actual play podcast. We are using Fate Accelerated Edition a game by Clark Valentine, Leonard Balsera, Fred Hicks, Mike Olson, and Amanda Valentine, based upon Fate by Rob Donahue and Fred Hicks. It would be great if you could subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy what you hear. Kevacharma is played by Keekers. You can find her on Twitter at BeaspaceCat. Emron Pack is played by Michael Blood. You can find him on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. Deg Denchobaset is played by Whiskey Whiskers, and Maeve Sentis is played by OG Brown Sugar. You can't find her on social media because, frankly, Twitter doesn't deserve her. I'm your Master of Ceremonies, Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber. Follow our show at Broken Sun RPG and read up on the lore of the land at splintersofabrokensun.tumblr.com. Until the next time, all the best.